With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Hey, it's an impromptu Hail Varsity Radio. We're courtside here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Chris Schmidt, the Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith. I have not let him go anywhere. Elijah Herbal's back at our KFOR studios as it is an impromptu, typical March Madness Wednesday show with State Tournament Action Coach and Elijah. And we'll take a breath. We'll talk a little sports for an hour, step away, and then get ready for Southeast and Gretna tonight on on KFOR. So excited about that. And what's wrong with sitting courtside at no. PBA? This is awesome. Just waiting for the next game. No. Doors will open. I think Dr. Brandon Seifert to Nebraska Orthopedic <clears throat> Center, he may have to uh, MacGyver in here uh, for the uh, the old 540 Jock Doc segment to talk about Mr. Miyagi and, and LeBron getting healed up for the for and, the Lakers. And he just did a knee replacement on my father-in-law. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's he goes, awesome. He goes to the same church we do. And Good. Good man. Really good man. Mike Babcock is staring us down. We're talking Lakers, not Warriors. We'll get to more basketball. Uh, Babber's with us here in about uh, 15 minutes. Elijah, how are you doing? You're you're locked in. You're tummy full. You're ready for round two and three and four coming up a little bit later today? Oh, I couldn't be more excited. I mean, it's something Andy said last week or last night whenever we talked to him. Like, March Madness is here from high school to college and, like, Soak it in. Soak it in. It's one of the best months of the year whenever you get all this action. I know if conference tournaments starting this weekend, Nebraska's going to be in action tonight. The Nebraska State High School tournament's in action right now. And then real March Madness, the NCAA tournament gets going here in about a week. Like, what is there not to love about this time of year? I, I am overjoyed that we finally reached March and we've gotten past the doldrums of February in terms of sporting news. So uh, we've made it. I- I'm just looking forward to all the action that's going to be coming here over the next couple weeks. We uh, we have a lot to get into. Just to recap, if you're joining us here on, on KFOR, and uh, a lot of our Hale Varsity affiliates are busy, right? Husker baseball uh, just wrapping up a little bit ago, a big-time win in seven uh, over northern Colorado. Our friends out in Kearney and Hastings and Grand Island uh, are uh, covering their region teams. Also, Newstalk 900 Columbus covering their region teams, so... Uh, we are, uh, are are hunkered down. Nebraska basketball tonight. It is going to be extremely difficult. There's a lot of uneasiness with Nebraska basketball fans uh, just because Minnesota's playing better. I, I you know, and you and I talked about it yesterday, Elijah. If I want to get Coach Smith's take on this real quick. Fred seemed, I don't want to say testy, but I think Fred knows that this is a tough, tough matchup 
we survived them, and that's the word I'll use twice, and a lot of other teams survived them. Nine wins is not representative of the Jekyll or Hyde Minnesota you get. And you got to go play them in Chicago tonight, and, and you're done. Uh, the the difference maker, quite frankly, in, in Blaze Keita, uh, who helped uh, kind of seal those wins with, with paint play. He's still out. Uh, you, you could be in trouble tonight. I think there's some good news floating around. If you get the win tonight, I think you're more than likely going to host uh, an NIT spot here uh, sooner rather than later if, if you don't win the whole believing thing anyway. Yeah, and we either want we either want Tim Miles in here or Jim Beheim, one of the two for NIT. Well, or, 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 or Coach Craig Smith. There's we'd, three options. Yeah, we'd take him too. No, I, it, it is a great time of year, and, and I'm, but I am, I'm a little nervous about this one. I, I heard a, a, a different prominent coach say, I don't believe in the beat them three times hard. It's hard, to, I, and I, but I disagree with him. I think it's hard to beat teams three times. Mm-hmm. I think the losing team always makes more extreme adjustments, and they can have a chance to find that adjustment that works, where if, you're, if you've beat them twice, then why do you feel like you need to change a lot? You've been successful mm-hmm. twice, and it, it's a hard coaching acumen because you you probably do need to make adjustments, but you feel confident with what you've done, and it's hard to validate yourself mm-hmm. if you say, oh, we're going to change and jump into zone and play more zone when man-to-man was already effective. And um, But the thing that scares me about Minnesota is their length. You know, Garcia, 6'11", Battle, 6'7", their, their smallest guard, 6'3". We we we're a little smaller now than we were without the injuries, and especially now with Keita out too. We don't have as much depth inside. I think we're playing well. I think we're confident. I think we've really found our our niche with our with our roles and things. But it's still a, it's still a small margin of error for Nebraska. They have to the guys that are on the floor have to play well. Those few bench guys, Sammy Hoiberg, he has to come in and play well and contribute. And uh, so you just <clears throat> excuse me, you never know. Um, when you're going to have that one, and right now that one means it's over, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 we're we're hoping for postseason play no matter what happens. But I'm a believer, and if you're 500, you got a chance to play in the NIT. But it's it's a, this one's a little when you're the favorite. It's a little nerve-wracking going into these tournaments. And when you look at that game tonight, I have a reason for optimism and a reason for concern. The optimism, uh, and let's start there because I'm always an optimistic guy. Is that Nebraska? I mean, realistically, he's been playing very, very good basketball. As you mentioned, Coach Smith, they've already gotten this Minnesota team twice, and uh, they did it both in, in close fashion. It's not like uh, they got down the stretch and uh, you blew this team out. You got to clear the bench. Like you had to play them hard. And Nebraska rose up to the adversity of playing this team tight, and, and they did get two wins. I think that's reason for encouragement. At the end of the day, with those first two games, your talent went and out talented their talent. And if you can play up to your potential, I think you should get the win. Why there is concern though is this Minnesota team had a very, very tough stretch at the end of the season, and they rose to that adversity. They were playing some of their best basketball at the end of the year. And if you watch them, they did not look like a team that only had two wins in the conference this year. At the end of the year, they played Nebraska close they went and uh, and beat a, a good Rutgers team this year 75 to 74 and they finished it with a close loss to Wisconsin 71 to 67 and that's been the hallmark of this Minnesota team all year long in the conference uh, slate they've been playing teams close and they've just been falling uh, at the end of those games and after already playing Nebraska close twice that might be confidence building for Minnesota saying we almost got this team twice we're playing better basketball than we were back whenever we played this team for the first two times let's go in and surprise in the Big Ten tournament it's hard to beat a team three times and we'll see but again Nebraska has done really well in close games this season especially down the stretch of games they've done really really well with the exception within the past month and a half being that Michigan State 
game? Can, can they rise to that adversity? Because you know this thing's going to be a close game with five to ten minutes left on the clock. Yeah, and you, you, the thing you're thing you're you rely on is your defense and that's the good thing about nebraska this year is their defense has been really consistent and that's part of the reason they're winning close games that's part of the reason they're hanging around with the really good teams and having a chance at the end of some of those like purdue because they can hang in there defensively and consistently get stops and make it difficult for teams to score but but we do have to rebound against this team we do have to take care of the ball against this team if we do those things I think our defense will help us win this game and win. But this is one of those where you're – it's kind of like a district game when you kind of have a tough draw on that first one. Let's just get through this first one, and then maybe we can go after a Maryland. But we got to get through this first one, and, and then you feel some pressure doing that. But Minnesota's good enough to beat us. You know, they're talented enough to beat us. That's bottom line. Um, so we're going to have to be really consistent of taking care of the ball, defending like we have all year, stay out of foul trouble with some of our key guys, and, and rebound it. The line is six for those interested. Jeff Smith, the Hall of Fame coach. Chris Schmidt, we're courtside here at PBA, a, a abbreviated Hale Varsity Radio. Elijah Herbal back at our KFOR studios can join us on the stream, can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, the Hale Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsity Radios, where you can also watch the show, KFOR Facebook and Twitter, KFOR Sports Facebook, Mike Babcock in 10 minutes. So this is kind of a crazy question, but I've got to ask it, and I think they might be. It's it's a double-edged sword in a good and a bad way here for Nebraska. I think they could feel some pressure tonight. Do we do we are we in? Are we not in for postseason? This team wants to keep playing basketball uh, and 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 finally get to the postseason. I think Sam Greasel's a little ticked off that there's no honorable mention, no accolades, and Sam's not a me guy. But he's played really good basketball this year and not even a, a sniff, uh, a notice. And he's been one of the, the reasons things have flipped and they've stayed together and they've won and they've been good in February. He had a great game against Iowa. Can he carry that forward? Can Walker be what he needs to be and stay out of foul trouble without some big options? And who knows with, uh, with Wilhelm uh, and that, uh, that plantar fasciitis, right? I mean, that could flare up and, and be a problem in the paint. So... What do you expect from Hoiberg? Do you think Nebraska's feeling any pressure? I know what Danny Nee would do. He'd go in the locker room and say, we're not even close to being in unless we win at least one more, maybe two. <laughs> he would tell him he'd talk it, to it, the guys it, it, in New York. It, he'd say it just work. like that. <laughs> yep, you're not even close. <laughs> Let's go. No. But I see. I think Walker Garcia is a huge matchup. Walker's got to stay out of foul trouble. He needs to be on the floor for us. He needs to be a, a, a strength inside for us. In, you know, and he's a – He's, he's powerful inside, he's strong, and, and he's, he's our key, if you ask me. I think Sam Greasel, about six games ago, turned the switch and said, i got to get more aggressive going to the basket. I don't care if you miss some, but I'm going to get to the line more. I'm going to score some of those because I'm 6'7 and long. And you can see his love for Nebraska when he plays. And I think he's going to, as he has really all year, he's going to lay it on the line, get on the floor, push the ball, you know, get get Walker the ball and 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 drive to the basket and try to try to help us offensively a little more than he had earlier in the season, and because because we need that. And then, you know, Jamarcus Lawrence has been playing fantastic, and, and hopefully he can just keep shooting the ball with confidence. And the thing I love about Jamarcus Lawrence, and I said this on the show the other day, he's and 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 Coach Hoiberg mentioned it. He 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 does everything. He plays. He defends. He 
he can handle the ball well. I think he's a really good combo guard. Now he's shooting it with confidence. Good, you know, just really complete player mm-hmm. as a freshman that's just seemed to get, and he's not a freshman anymore, but better and better throughout the year. And he, and he, to me, he learns from mistakes. He learns from success. And that's a sign of a good player for the future. I want to ask you, Coach, about the Jimmy Beheim legacy and rep. I know he played for a lot of championships. I know he won one in kind of a fluke four-seed year uh, where with Carmelo Anthony, who was incredible, but he beat, like, the unbeatable Kansas team. Uh, he did that and, and further frustrated Jayhawk fans, Billy Owens, uh, Lawrence Moten. Who else am I missing? Um Number one, Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman, yeah. I mean, Derek Coleman. Yeah, the orange. What, yeah, I mean, the orange was awesome. Yeah. Hakeem Christmas is the guy I remember being the 6'9", just behemoth with those that wingspan. And, I, I mean, I, I love the 03 team with McNamara. So I can just rattle off former Syracuse. And I always watched, loved watching Georgetown and Syracuse hammer each other. The only league was the Big East that gave six fouls. They'd hammer each other the Sunday before <laughs> Selection Sunday. Yeah. It was always Georgetown, Syracuse, and Bayheim or, or John Thompson, Big John would one of them would get launched, undoubtedly. What's the word on Bayheim uh, in that coaching fraternity? Uh, respected, liked, disliked, uh, or maybe all of the above depends who you ask well definitely respected and the coaches respect him because he knew what he wanted to do he said i'm gonna i'm gonna be his own guy i'm gonna recruit length and and we're gonna stick to it thick or thin we're gonna be different to play because like option football right exactly we're gonna play a big zone with length and we're gonna make you shoot it over us a little bit we're gonna get into passing lanes sometime and play it some different ways but we're gonna be in a two three zone and you're just gonna have to beat us in our zone and then you know anybody with that kind of longevity that success of longevity like he's had is obviously that's part of the respect too but I know coaches that have gone to Syracuse to meet with Coach Beheim about the 2-3 zone and learn more about how he plays it. I know they had him on the Olympic staff mm-hmm. because they were going to see zone in the Olympic Games, and he made a big difference helping them solve some zones because he plays it so much and he knows what hurts it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of respect. And, uh, you know, he knew how he wanted to play. He was comfortable playing that way, and it, he was very successful. And they made some other good runs in the NCAA tournament, too, besides the year they won it, and they were always a factor, and they were just always hard to play because they were so different. Well, I remember the, the as a kid the Ronnie Cycli team that, that just got nipped by Indiana in the championship game, the, uh, the, the smart pull-up jumper in 87. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he was right there, and, and watching that, that uh, that moving day that always happened in the Big East, the rising and falling of of the Big East, where it was Georgetown, and, and then it was Syracuse, and then uh, it was Georgetown again, and then it was Syracuse, and then UConn was phenomenal with their championship runs, and, and Jim Calhoun, and all those guys to get him in a room, and and to see him like scream at each other was yeah. was quite yeah. entertaining. Yeah, because they all tolerated one another. Very few, and PJ Carlissimo with with uh, with with Seton Hall. I loved watching his teams uh, before he went to the pros, and so yeah, some childhood fun there. And Bayheim's one of those guys where you just like, as a kid, you're like, how many times has that guy been punched in the face? Uh, and but but he he recruited incredibly well. I mean, you look at the, the number one picks overall that he got, and and he had guys stick and stay, and and 
Syracuse was great. I mean, he, this is unfair but because winning's hard. But Syracuse is one of those programs you're like, that, that's all they have? That's, they only have one championship? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, as many as they've – as much as they've won, you would think maybe they had a, a couple more. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, they, they were fun to watch. And, and like I said – They had dudes. They, they, they definitely dudes. had dudes. Yeah, and it, you're kind of surprised because a lot of those guys might think, well, if I want to go to the NBA, I don't want to sit in a zone all the time. Where am I going to learn? But – it didn't seem to matter to them. They 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 played it and played it well, and and those guys were still successful in the NBA. So, um, great job of recruiting. And and you're right, that old Big East was fun though. You know, we played UConn in the NCAA yeah. tournament that, and uh, ooh, they were they played hard and they were athletic as heck and uh, got us pretty good on that one. What I used to love about Jim Beheim, just quickly here before we have to get out, is it felt like once every year or two, someone would get to March, they'd play against Syracuse, and they just look like they forgot how to play offense against that 2-3 yes, zone. Yeah. Just like every once in a while, you just get that one team that put up like 40 points total in the game, and you go, what the hell happened? And it was the 2-3 defense. And, and Syracuse scored 51, and they were good. And you, can't, <laughs> you couldn't simulate their zone in practice. No. You didn't have guys that could simulate, simulate that with. Quick timeout, Hale Varsity continues courtside at PBA. Mike Babcock on the way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Courtside Impromptu Edition. Wednesday here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, the Hall of Fame coach is Jeff Smith. I think you are smelling that pizza. I, saw, I think I saw back. somebody with a pizza, piece of that valve. You, you are going to make a run for it. Uh, again, he is here on his own free will as we await Gretna and... Southeast tonight, the Hall of Fame writer, historian, author, Mike Babcock with us as the warm-up session begins here for Millard North and and uh, Elkhorn South. Babbers, how we doing? Are you, are you staying warm? Are you hunkered in? Kind of a gloomy-looking day outside. A little football weather with us today. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I watched the uh, Husker baseball on uh, TV today. And, uh, you know, I've agreed with everything that Coach Smith has said and everything that Coach Herbal has said, so I appreciate you having me on here. I thought you'd have a press box seat for sure. <laughs> Mike, uh, let's – ballpark yesterday. Yeah. Let's uh, – and Babber's going to be down here this weekend, man. You're going to roll up your sleeves and wear the old York T-shirt, aren't you? Yeah, York Dukes, although uh, – bunch of buddies of mine we always go to the state tournament regardless of whether york's there but that just makes it a little better that's awesome well mike let's start with husker basketball your thoughts on tonight concerns and confidences we'll get to some football as well but what do you believe about nebraska basketball as far as their postseason oh you know i really uh, I not, wasn't joking when I said that I agree with what you guys have said to this point. I, you know, I think beating a team three times is difficult, um, and and I think that Minnesota is a 
is a team that when you throw that into the mix of beating a team three times, uh, magnifies the problem. I think you've got to be ready for this game uh, in, in ways that, that maybe you wouldn't have been if you just split the, the regular season series with that team. And uh, because of what's on the on the line as well, you know, you you can say focus on the game. Don't look beyond this one game, but it, it's difficult to do because you put yourself in a position now coming off that Iowa victory to get into the NIT and you've got to maintain that focus. And I think sometimes there's the potential to sort of lose that focus when you have a victory like you did against Iowa. Um, then you got to get you got to build it up again. You got to get back into it, um, and th- and that's where I think Nebraska is right now. Um, can you get back into it? Can you be focused on Minnesota and uh, not look at anything beyond that? Because if you can get it done against Minnesota, I think you got a good chance to get in that NIT. Mike Babcock's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio, and Mike. Do you think that's part of the reason why that Fred Hoiberg, whenever he gets up there and is talking with the media earlier this week, he doesn't want to talk about NCAA tournament. He doesn't want to talk about NIT because, I mean, you don't want to overlook this Minnesota team. That's the number one thing we're saying. They play everybody close uh, this season, at least late in the year, and, and they're very, very talented. When you look at it talent-wise, Nebraska to Minnesota, I don't think these teams are very far apart. It's just that this Nebraska ball team has some belief and uh, they have some confidence heading into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I think they do, and, and and it's not just Nebraska and Minnesota. I think they're just a lump of teams in the Big Ten that are very much similar, and I think that Nebraska found that out as the season went along. Uh, the Huskers played much better as they got down the stretch there um, and and fit into that mix. Came close to, to being in a position where they could have been 10-10 and 10 in the conference. So, um, yeah, it, a good Minnesota team. Uh, a good Nebraska team, a gritty Nebraska team, um, and let's see what happens tonight and and move forward. And the good thing is, if you get in the NIT, um, Nebraska's ability to put people in the arena is a factor early on in that NIT. That's how they, you know, that's part of the reason that the, they'd like to have Nebraska in there, I think, is because you're going to have some fans come to an NIT game if it's in, if it's in Lincoln. Um, so you have that potential as well. Um, so there's just a lot on the line tonight, and you know I hope the Huskers are up to the up to the, to plan the way they can. And you know as we always talk, think about the guys that aren't playing. You know there's three guys there that you're not going to be able to have on the court. Think what that team would be, but you can't be thinking like that when you're on the court tonight. Mike, you get to pick and grant Nebraska access to the NIT in a home game for the NIT. Do you take Villanova coming to town? Do you pick Tim Miles and San Jose State coming to town? Do you pick Utah and Craig Smith coming to town? Um, well, I probably would pick uh, Tim Miles. <laughs> Just... Uh, I think that would definitely raise the interest and, and uh, fill the arena. Um, but what, what I've seen, the projection is maybe Villanova is the, is the likely first round. Maybe that's what we should say. Villanova in the first round and then <laughs> one game at a time, but move along and Tim Miles in the second round. How about that? 
going to ask Coach Smith this. How do you think that would go over? I mean, Tim's not worried about it. He just got named uh, Coach of the Year in the Mountain, which is awesome. How Would he relish this? Would Fred like it? Or is that something that neither guy's really interested in and reliving? I think it'd be a lot of more pressure on Fred than it would Tim. I think Tim wouldn't mind coming in here. Tim, and Tim would be buying Coors Lights across the I street. I think he would. He'd be out at Firethorn with the fellas and then come <laughs> over here and coach a game. And Mike, how how much, you know, when we were a long, long time ago and we were pretty good, you know, we, we had some NIT appearances. And it, I think it was a good springboard into the NCAA. How, I, to all of you, how crucial is this that Nebraska gets in a post any postseason? I don't care if it's CIT, any postseason this year. I'll go first. It is critical because they have flipped the script. There's belief. There's appreciation. There's, dare I say, some joy with basketball because this is, as Cousin Eddie would say, a real nice surprise based on what was supposed to be versus what is. Uh, so they get postseason. That's experience. That's experience, and that's some validation that you know of Fred getting it going in the right direction. First of all, second of all, the kids you got to keep recruiting to stay here because in the, in the portal era will stay because a they like Fred and b hey we we've won and we got to the postseason. Let's be a part of something that hasn't happened since the the 2013 season, 2013-2014, and that's NCAA. Let's build that back up. Let's go there. So I think it's I think it's uh, extremely Im- important uh, for Nebraska to do it. It's a great question, Babbers. What do you say? Um, I, I agree with you. With one small thing, it's kind of a side thing to me, but it's the same thing in football. Getting into a bowl game, it gives you a little more time to practice. You've got additional time. The season is is extended, and I think every additional practice that you can have is a benefit to any team. And uh, and so I think that that's important from that standpoint as well. But uh, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta believe. So you've gotta have an opportunity to get into a tournament so you can believe that it can be done and then you can move on. And, and the, the aspiration for the NCAA is the, is the next step. But that extra practice is, is always good, I think. Mike Babcock's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Mike, uh, let's switch gears here, talk some Husker baseball. Northern Colorado came to town, and uh, the Husker Bats were also at Haymarket Park in full force. As uh, What was the number of home runs in the two-game series? I think we're up to 10. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but the uh, the Husker Bats had some power this weekend. They had some pop, and it ended up being two consecutive blowout wins against the Northern Colorado Oh, I had to think about their name there. What's the mascot of Northern Colorado? The Fighting Andersons. Good. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> Bears. The Fighting Mike Andersons. <laughs> the Fighting Garth Blissmans, yeah. the Fighting Andersons. Just pick a pick a favorite and go with them that way. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bears have been struggling this year. I mean, it, they gave up 32 runs in one of their games. Um, their pitching Carson is Carson Schmidt not on the mound. But, you know, that... <laughs> It, it's important for Nebraska. It gave an op, gave him an opportunity. Like Evans hit two home runs a day. Evans hasn't played a whole lot, but you've got to, you know, with with Anglum now, uh, some question about his availability. Um, you've got to find some some guys in the outfield, and I think Evans is one of those guys from Grand Island by way of Parkland College. Um, and two home runs a day, five for the team today, and was a five yesterday. Um, 
so I think Nebraska has shown that it can hit the ball. It has has the uh, has the offense, and I think it has shown that it can play defense. Um, the thing that you need to get squared away, I think, is at least a third starter uh, that you feel comfortable with. And I know that Caleb Clark can be in could be that person, but he's a freshman. He's still learning. He still needs an opportunity to develop. I think. I think you've got your first two starters pretty clear cut. Uh, but that's where it is, is the pitching. And, and we've seen the relief pitching uh, look better than it did uh, uh, early on um, in, the, uh, in the San Diego series. So um, that's the thing, I guess, is pitching for me uh, coming away from this. I don't know what you can really tell from this series in terms of that. But you've got some guys on the field. You've got some guys on the mound that had an opportunity to get in there and do some things. I think that was important in this series. And you'll have the same kind of series, I think, with Illinois State over the weekend if you're able to play. Mike Babcock with us here on Hale Varsity. We're courtside. A PBA warm-up session going on. Millard North and Elkhorn South. Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith, Elijah Herbal, uh, Dr. Brandon Seifert, Nebraska Orthopedic Center with us to give us a LeBron update here in just mere moments. We also have a, uh, a Jacob Padilla cameo just over your right shoulder. Yeah, there I see Jacob is. there. Here's Jacob. You can see him wave, and, and Mike, <laughs> you can just wave at the whole crew. Jacob's like, don't bother me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in a huddle. Yeah, here. I got. I got more important things to do. Acknowledge <laughs> you. He's not hearing us at all because uh, Maroon Five is going nuts. So last thought here, Babbers, about a minute, and we got to get out. Uh, Coach Rule, just his, your takeaway from Monday, what would you think? Um, you know, as, I, as I've said, I think after every availability that we've had here, I just think that from the standpoint of creating connections, you know, I think it's important to him to create a connection to the media because I think that that's a way to connect to the fans. And I really think that he's going out of his way to, to have accessibility and that accessibility is to connect with the fans, which I think is a priority for him. Obviously, most coaches it would be, but I think he's going uh, all in on that kind of a thing. I was really impressed with uh, with the two players that he had there. I thought they were very articulate uh, and represented the program well. Um, so I, you know, I again, I just think that it connections, you know, with the players as people as well as players. I think that's important, and I think he emphasizes that. And I believe it's not just a show. I think it's really happened. And he did talk to the basketball team, so we'll see what his motivational yeah. talent is. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first wrong move is if they don't win tonight, that's you, his you fault, jinxed them. <laughs> Mike Babcock with us. Find Mike on Twitter, at MDBabs on Twitter. Mike, thanks for jumping on with us in the, uh, the shortened show today. Always love talking ball with you, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. There he is, Mike Babcock. Quick reminder to get buckled up, hands on the wheel, eyes and minds straight ahead. The driver, one job, that's to drive. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Dr. Brandon Seifert on the way with Nebraska Orthopedic next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you. We're courtside. It's Hale Varsity Radio, a road show. Pinnacle Bank Arena, state basketball here, and he's done uh, so much work uh, as a trainer and, of course, doctor with Nebraska Orthopedic, uh, Dr. Brandon Seifert with us. We've got him courtside as uh, he is saying hi to the, the folks streaming back uh, with the uh, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and then uh, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter. You see Elijah rocking the flannel. Uh, this is wonderful. We need to get some of these. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, and uh, let's talk about King James, not the book uh, <laughs> uh, character about the, the basketball Hall of Famer that, that broke Kareem's record that's been in a walking boot that has a right foot injury. Dr. Brandon Seifert, how about uh, Ron? I mean, that's February 26th. We're already into March. And it's now or never for the Lake uh, Show. Absolutely. So, you know, the hard part about a lot of these injuries is trying to figure out exactly what they have going on. They've talked a lot about uh, a ligament injury for him, some type of you know, tendonitis slash ligament sprain. Likely what this is is a tenosynovitis, which is essentially an inflammation of one of the tendons, which, again, they're being a little cryptic about which of those it is. We can speculate a little bit on which one of those it would be. My suspicions would be probably something maybe like a plantar fasciitis, which is where that uh, large uh, fascial structure attaches to the bottom of the heel, pretty common. Kind of that sharp stabbing pain in the bottom of the foot in the morning is what that sounds like or feels like. That would be an option, especially for all the jumping he does. Other things that could be in play here would be something like a perineus brevis. That would be a tendon that comes on the backside of the ankle on the outside of the ball portion there called the malleolus and hooks into the bottom of that uh, fifth metatarsal, which is that outside uh, bone, outside bony prominence in the foot. Those would be two pretty common areas we would see this. You could even even have some some bursitis kind of underneath that great toe, almost kind of like as opposed to a, a turf toe, even an inflammation of that area, not truly a turf toe, but more tendonitis of the area. So definitely a lot of areas this could be. Um, fortunately for him, they've kind of put him on that non-operative pathway, so we're thinking this is something that's not super high-grade tear. It's just a matter of how long do we do comfort cares before we get him back on the court. Well, Dr. Brandon, Dr. if you don't mind me jumping in here, Smitty, no, go for, no, go for I, I just it, look at the Lakers it. this year. They're currently sitting in ninth in the Western Conference. That's good for a play-in spot in the West, but I don't think any Laker fan is going to be happy being in a play-in spot in the Western Conference. That's just not how that team is built. So... How big of an issue do you think this could be down the stretch of an NBA season? I think we're around 20 games left this year, and this isn't the time to be getting a a lingering injury that could affect your playoff chances. Yeah, that's a great question, Elijah. As you start to look at all the intangibles here, that's the things that people are talking about is what what are you thinking here in terms of return to play? Do you push him hard through this to try to maybe bring yourself up out of that play-in spot? Uh, But in the process of doing so, you really kind of hurt yourself and take yourself out of probably a a deeper playoff run, depending on how severe this is. Um, I think they're probably playing the cards of, hey, we're going to do the play-in spot. We're going to have him rest it up. And as soon as he hits the court, we're thinking we've got a pretty good ball club and he's going to be ready to go deep in the playoffs. I would assume that's probably their mindset at this point. Let's talk about the the rehab and the re-injury. If it's plantar fasciitis, I mean, that stuff is... Man, it's temperamental. Uh, and, and I look at his age and his wear and tear. I mean, LeBron's still a, I don't know, he's hes still a, uh, a Mercedes, but he's 100,000 miles in Mercedes. And he's got the mileage on him. He's got the age, but he's still incredible. Let's ballpark the, uh, the re-injury, the 
the load management. That, that's a dirty word to a lot of basketball fans, but it's a reality for a 38-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, I, tell me what they're doing right now. Are they are they doing some ultrasound? Are they just doing some ice and heat? I mean, how do you fix plantar fasciitis? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the rest piece is huge. So some type of mobilization. I think he's been in that walking boot now for about two or three weeks. So that's one portion of the mobilization. But as uh, in addition to that, you want to make sure that you're not allowing those joints to become stiff. And so they're going to be doing a lot of stretching, a lot of joint mobilization will be part of this. And then, of course, as you mentioned, there's a lot of modalities they could throw at this, whether it be ultrasound. There's a thing called iontophoresis we've talked about before, ultrasounding in some steroid cream. Um, he's even one of those guys you start thinking about doing some fancy stuff with, like uh, some stem cell injections we've talked about, even maybe utilizing some PRP. We've talked about that before, drawing somebody's blood out, spinning it down in a centrifuge and taking those top layers off that have those really great healing factors, platelet-derived growth factor being one of those. And so those are some things they're probably talking about with him. Uh, the biggest thing, though, is just rest and stretch to let this thing calm down, reaching a point where you think you get some miles out of them. You bring up a good point, though, just on you know, how do you manage these you know, older athletes that are still fantastic? How do you manage them? That's really an interesting question. Uh, we're seeing a lot more of that. I mean, you look at a guy like a Tom Brady or even a Drew Brees and the longevity of their careers. And so trying to manage that is, is, is tough. Um, and it, does, it doesn't make necessarily the front office or the fans very happy happy, but the reality is they have to protect your investment. And so from a sports medicine perspective, I'm sure that's a big part of their decision process at this point. Well, and, and guys, the, the league is <laughs> like LeBron, we need you in the playoffs. We need the Lakers, the number two TV market in the world, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, right? right? There's going to be no New York. Elijah, help me out. Is Brooklyn anything? Any? I mean, they, they were so-so, but I know they've you know, sold the farm, so to speak, with all their trades and whatnot. They're, and I, uh, they're currently you're, you're not the sad. The, the, the Nets are yeah, currently so, in the sixth seed in the East. That's so. what I thought. So you, you got your, your your New York representation with Brooklyn. Are the Knicks in in, in any Knicks are doing spot? better than the Nets. They're in the fifth spot in the East. So well, uh, there we go. So New York's in. You need your New York, L.A. And you still got Boston. I get it. Well, the, you're the problem a Denver is, fan, Elijah. So you don't. You may not want to see LeBron back. Oh no, I'd be happy if LeBron was out for the year. The thing with the East is it's so <laughs> top loaded that the Nets and the Knicks really don't stand a chance. If you're not in those top three or four seeds, like sure. what, what's the point if you're in the Eastern Conference? The Bucks, the Celtics, and the 76ers are all that good this year. But you look at the West and the Lakers. I mean, you can see them making a run. The top of the West is also fine, but, I mean, the Kings are currently in second, and the Grizzlies, who knows what the Say situation that again is with and John record it. The Sacramento Kings are in second in the West. Isn't <laughs> There's that no Vladi Divac with his Marlboro or, or no Chris Webber. <laughs> but, Dr. Brandon, whenever you're looking at, at LeBron, in there. I love Vladi. You, you look at the investment in older athlete. Is there any way to protect LeBron once he's back on the court if you're the Lakers and that Lakers front office? Is there anything that can be done for, for pain management and keeping him healthy once he does get back on the court a little later in the year. Yeah, you know, you think about pain, pain management is going to be a part of this. Um, you know, we talked about some of those injections. One of the things you'd want to avoid in this scenario would be doing a lot of you know, injections for pain, such as the lidocaine, marcaine-type shots. Not a great thing to do in the tendon area. Same thing with uh, utilizing, like, steroids in the area. You, wor- you really worry about that with somebody his age and the wear on his tendons that that could be kind of recipe for, you know, rupture. So pain management with some, obviously, anti-inflammatory creams, anti-inflammatory pills in general would be where you want to kind of keep this. Dr. Brandon Seifert with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. He's courtside with us, a live jock talk here at PBA as we get ready for the night session here. Millard North and Elkhorn South. 
Uh, old, old Noonan's going to be firing from three uh, shortly here for the Storm. The, the Mustangs going for a three-peat. Dr. Brandon, this was awesome, man. Thanks for sneaking in. Side. You bet, This guys. was good. Appreciate Thanks, you for Elijah. coming in. Appreciate it. All right. Good to see Elijah Herbal counting us down. Good to see Dr. Brandon Seifert. Uh, a quick timeout will wind down a impromptu hail varsity. We're presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time here at PBA Courtside. It's Hale Varsity Radio, a uh, slimmed-down version as Elkhorn South out for warm-ups. Miller North ready to go. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, the Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith. We're back here on KFOR 735, 740-ish for the nightcap with Lincoln Southeast and Gretna tonight. Um, right now you have Ohio State whacking Wisconsin at 16-7. to uh, Jimmy Beheim, of course, bounced out, and uh, as he put it, it's up to the university. Well, they said happy retirement, Jimbo. And after 47 years, Nebraska favored by six tonight against Minnesota. And you are excited about high school hoops tonight and, of course, I Southeast am. tonight. I also wanted to say quick RIP Andre Smith. He yes, was a really yes, good yes, player yes. for Nebraska, um, late 70s, I believe, early 80s. And I, I played some summer league games against him and stuff. Big, quiet guy that uh, awesome ball was player. a really solid basketball Honorable mention, player. All-American. Yep. yep, and all big eight. And uh, so too young to be passing away, darn it. But, that uh, is too bad. For Nebraska basketball nation, we want to say RIP Andre, and thank Andre's you for all you did. Andre's jersey needs to be up here with, with it, it, um, it really does. It really could Pankowski's be. Pankowski's yeah. and the Hoppins. Thanks for and all the, he did the Lances for, and the Lose. Yeah, he was, uh, he, was a good, he was a good post, and that was back when we threw it inside a lot, and he could do a lot with it, and he was a good defender, and I'll never forget he was the one that waved bye-bye to the ball after he made a free throw. He would hold his follow-through <laughs> and wave bye Bye-bye to the ball. So, Andre that Smith, RIP. That is so good. Yeah. We have to rise here, Elijah, for the national anthem. So, I'll let you do a quick scoreboard here, bud. And uh, we'll uh, step away here for a moment here as Hale Varsity Radio uh, live here at PBA. But uh, we are going to pause for the national anthem here uh, on uh, KFOR. Well, this is the beauty of live radio here. I wasn't expecting to have to fill this portion of the segment. We only have about two minutes left in the show, and as they get the National Anthem, just a quick reminder, this condensed show will be available in podcast form shortly following our conclusion here in about two minutes. I'll work hard to get that posted up on all the major podcast platforms. That includes Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts as well. You can also catch this full show on YouTube. We'll cut out the commercial breaks for you, and you can catch that on YouTube, the full uh, about 40 minutes that we went here this hour. We talked Husker basketball as they take on Minnesota tonight. We talked Husker baseball. Mike Babcock joined us to talk both of those segments. We also had a Jock Doc segment with Dr. Brandon Seifert as Schmidt and the coach Jeff Smith down at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to have Evan Bland on the show. We rescheduled him from his usual Wednesday spot, so we're going to talk some Husker baseball tomorrow with Evan. We'll also get an appearance with uh, Gary Barnett, longtime coach Colorado and Northwestern as he joins us for his usual Thursday spot. And we'll also have have Brandon Vogel joining us tomorrow 425 is whenever we'll talk to Vogues as uh, we can't wait for that Thursday action again your reminder tonight locally here on KFOR we'll have Lincoln Southeast and Gretna that one should be a good one coming your way 
at about 7.45. And until then, I have to fight the battle with Taco Bell. I'm hungry. I have some nuts here in the studio. Should we the Taco Bell doesn't fit my diet, but uh, having a little layoff here between things, I'm going to have to fight that urge. You'll get me some spicy potato soft tacos. We, we are going to go crush pizza here in a moment. We'll be back at 7.45 for Gretna and Southeast here. High school basketball coverage on KFOR, KFORnow.com. The Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And uh, should be an awesome time for basketball. Nebraska in action tonight. Rosie's. We want to see you down at Rosie's. Come on down for the state tournament uh, all weekend. Enjoy it. We're at Rosie's. 10th and P tomorrow, 4 to 6. Also Friday, 4 to 6. Another road show. Coach Smith, thanks again. You bet. Thanks Glad for having me. appreciate you, brother. We'll be back here uh, closer to 8 with uh, state Class A basketball on KFOR. A Huda Media Production.